0: Episode two ten of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal, and I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this summer we have been featuring uh, Rocktown drinks, and uh, today we are having Bloody Marys with the Rocktown Basil Vodka.
1: Yeah, we did. We do a Basil Vodka drink already on here. I, I know we've been drinking it, but I can't remember if we did a.
0: I don't think we have on actually here. highlighted it. Yeah,
1: Basil Vodka. It was awesome,
0: oh my gosh, yeah. <clears throat>
1: um, and we just figured it would work really good with
0: With the Bloody, our Bloody Mary. Mary mix, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, check out the video. We, we make our I mean, Bloody Marys are really just something you can make to taste, yeah. There's not like anytime someone's like, This is the best Bloody Mary recipe, it's It's relevant to your own taste buds. Yeah, I think Um, so too. We like ours a little more spicy, so we add pepper and hot sauce and Mm -hmm. garlic and celery salt to it. Um, And the Bloody Mary mix we use, you probably don't need to use anything with it anyway. I know.
0: It's so Um, good.
1: Yeah. We've used it on here before. Yeah.
0: It's the old Major um, Bloody Mary mix. Bacon Bloody Mary mix. Bacon Bloody Mary mix. Yeah. It is so good. If you guys uh, get a chance to... To check them out mm-hmm. as well. They are, they're really good. Cause that's where we, we get, um, a bacon bourbon, bourbon mm-hmm. from them as well. And, uh, and it's really good. Like really, really good. We found that when we lived in Colorado. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember like how.
1: How, how we found it. Yeah. Out? We just walked into the liquor store in Roxburgh. Well, was it just right there? And it was, they had a little display kiosk oh. thing. where like bacon bourbon.
0: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Mm, mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's good. It is. It's really good. And so we always have a bottle that. Yeah, here. and it, it's kind of sweet. Yeah, like it has like the like even the the lid. Or yeah, whatever it get all can crystallized. Can... And yeah, because it's a little stick sweet. on there. But it's really good.
1: I, we like using it in stuff, and that's I mean uh-huh. you're supposed to use it in this. Yeah, but I I like vodka in my Bloody Mary. I it's know. More than I like it bourbon. better. Yeah, me so too. I've tried both, it's... and Vodka's still vodka vodka just yeah yeah and of course the bourbon uh, overpowers the Bloody Mary mix, I think when you use bourbon, yeah, the vodka, I agree it, it. and that's sure. why we thought the basil, the vodka, basil like, one yeah. with the tomato sauce and all that it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's yeah, it's
0: yeah, the basil bleesh. one definitely takes it up a notch, it's really, really good. Check out the video or get you some rocktown basil vodka and <clears throat> and your favorite Bloody Mary mix, yeah. and you're
1: good, and we're recording late, like yeah. Late as far as, we usually record on Tuesdays, and mm-hmm. it's the weekend, so it's yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. And Bloody Mary's on a Sunday morning, which is the way to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were like, let's do Bloody Mary's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds good. But, uh, so this week, we are going to be talking about the top factors for divorce. Um, we recently came across an article on CNBC, and...
1: Um, yeah, they just released it like a few days ago. It was just the other day. Just
0: a few days ago. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is, this is good. This is something Mm -hmm. to talk about. Um, I know we've talked about like, uh, some reasons for divorce Mm -hmm. in, in the, in previous episodes, but I think that, I mean, obviously things are always changing or I guess some things stay the same, but like we wanted, you know, we saw that it was actual, uh, new data that had come out. And so we're like, oh my gosh, let's freaking talk about that. Mm -hmm. That is a really good topic. Uh, but before we get started with that, we have our dumbass post of the week.
1: And this was submitted.
0: Yeah. By Brittany. By Brittany. Again, Uh Brittany gives us some good She's yeah. Some a really game, good like, uh, dumbass
1: post of the week. Yeah, always. She's always
0: on it. she's on top of it.
1: So this one says, "When he still loves me, even though I have a bad attitude, I complain about everything. I have three different personalities and always need his help with something."
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And if you're this woman, the reason he still quote unquote loves you is because he can't do better than your crazy ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Uh huh you both settled Uh uh-huh yeah he's a
1: he's a weak loser that can't find a good girl and you're a shitty girl that is stuck with a weak loser yes so yes congratulations you found each other (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah really though no you uh-huh. and your three
1: personalities can live happily ever after
0: yeah uh-huh.
1: and it's not three personalities if one personality is a bitch the other one's a pain in the ass and the third one's a cunt they are <laughs> all just those people it's not personalities
0: right yeah <clears throat> i know yeah it, so it was funny because uh britney submitted this and and then like days later i kept seeing it pop up like just in my in my feed on both Instagram and Facebook. I was like, "Oh my gosh, like, and so many people like this shit, yeah. you know?" Well, and
1: it's it, it's so dumb that that there are so many women out there that are like, "This
2: is me." Ha ha ha.
1: Like that's supposed to be something funny or entertaining or cute yeah. or endearing. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, could you imagine if, if a guy was like, "Yeah, she still loves me because I'm abusive and unemployed, and treat her like shit. <laughs> I be- know. Women would be like, "Are you fucking kidding me, girl? Get the fuck out of there!" Yes. But for some reason, we we applaud women for being absolute trash mm-hmm. and worthless, shitty partners. We're like, "You go, girl. Mm-hmm. You do you." I know. It's awful. I'm like, get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, you get me all
1: riled up, and it's Sunday morning. I know. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood
0: uh so yes like i said uh, well thank you thanks again as always Brittany, you're awesome but um again we're gonna be talking about the top factors for Mm -hmm. divorce um so this article came from again like i said cnbc but they got their data from forbes
1: yeah the forbes conducted the study of a thousand people
0: Mm -hmm. yes yes a thousand a thousand americans who recently either got divorced or are currently going through a divorce, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just stop start from the
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, and and I think I think the other data we've talked about with this was actually conducted in the UK. The mm. UK is always doing studies, and so yeah. a lot of times we get a lot of data from that, and it's still considered the West. We're considered the West you, you find just so many parallels mm-hmm. of what couples go through in both, and, and a lot of times you can actually predict what's going to happen in America by what's happening over there. Yes, exactly. And it's, it is... You know, always happening that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was neat that this one was actually conducted here in America um, with, as like you said, a thousand couples who have recently got divorced or are currently getting divorced. Um, and so some of these have actual statistics from the survey. Others just note them as as high up on there. Um, but, you know, there was uh, some psychologists and therapists, I think one of them was actually out of Colorado, that talked about it and, and discussed this. And one of the things that that she had said was a lot of couples over I think she used the word over index but really overvalue their sexual chemistry um, and disregard everything else which I think from our perspective we're like you can't overvalue yeah sexual, sexual chemistry, chemistry. Uh-huh. and and I still I still uh, we believe that compatible great sex happens because of a compatible great couple mm-hmm. i i don't see i i just i don't believe and then I, I don't want to sound like somebody that's like i don't trust the data mm-hmm. but I, I don't think they ask the right questions in when it comes to that because i don't buy that there's a couple out there that has this truly fantastic mind-blowing sexual chemistry but then everything else is your shit show
0: mm-hmm. i know I know, And
1: I think that's how some people try to put it. And a lot of times you can't trust someone, especially a fucking guy, (laughs) when he's like, well, the sex was great. But every well, yeah. okay, dude, men will fuck a cantaloupe. So you you can't you can't take their word for it that the sex was so great. Mm -hmm. Um, But you hear that. Well, the sex was great. We just didn't have anything in common. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. You think it was great. It was relative to you. It may have been great to you because you were having sex Mm -hmm. but you weren't having this mind-blowing in tune great sexual chemistry where everything lines up sexually but then everything else in relationship doesn't line up at all Mm -hmm. i'm not buying it i I just don't buy it yeah and so but but she she cited that and she was like you know a lot of people you know um have great sexual chemistry but then they don't have anything else in common and i'm like how do you measure how do you truly measure sexual chemistry. Uh-huh. Because I think there has to be bleed over.
0: Yeah. I know. I know. I don't think that you could have have just good sex. Yeah. Like that it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's kind of I mean
1: maybe you get a partner that's like open minded in the bedroom but not open minded in other aspects. I maybe. but then I still don't know if that's I true.
0: I don't see that even happening though you know like yeah i don't know because you would think that someone that was open-minded in the bedroom would be open-minded mm-hmm. to other things yeah but i don't know and maybe one partner thought that the sex was mind-blowing and the other one didn't yeah well that's what i'm saying yeah, i think that know? i think that's probably what yeah. happens a lot uh-huh yeah but um another thing that like i guess we need to say about this is that these people said that if if these specific things that we're going to talk about were different, that they that it could have saved their relationship, yeah. And it's not just that these are reasons that they got divorced, but they believe that if it was if these things were in line or are different, mm-hmm. that it would have saved yeah because
1: because I believe the questions were asked, looking back what could have what could have been done or handled differently that would have changed this outcome mm-hmm. that would have saved the marriage and so that's what it is it's really a retrospective hindsight look at well if we would have done this I mean mm-hmm. it's we, we talk a lot on here about root cause analysis of of the problems in a relationship or disconnect or communication issues all that stuff and so I think that's where this kind of lines up with if we had done this differently we would have been able to save the marriage mm-hmm and so that's yeah. what it, so it's so it's not what you're not going to hear is you know we're getting divorced because he's abusive or we're getting divorced because she cheated that's not what it is it's mm-hmm. it's a different list and i think that probably the the number one may fall into there a little bit mm-hmm. um, but it's not your typical blatant money kids no. yeah. type of answers, even though it kind of ties in there, I think mm-hmm. it's just different. So you'll, you'll, you'll hear as, as they're kind of revealed.
0: Yeah. Yes. So we're going to start from the
1: fifth most popular yeah, fifth, or fifth, uh, fifth highest Five
0: reason. to one is what, what we'll go through. So <clears throat> number five, um, they say that they cited that they should have waited longer to get married.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I wonder how long, you know, I wonder how long these people we're waiting because nowadays i am seeing a lot of people that are waiting Mm -hmm. a long time to get married now i wonder if it's they are waiting a long time to get married well because like even i was even telling you the other day that i saw this guy that i went to high school with and he and his wife have now only been married for five years and they've been together since high school and right. so that means that you know he waited at least 15 years mm-hmm. to ask her to marry him right and like so with that case like they have been together for a long time but um but like is it that these people are waiting on the right person and not getting married until they are you know, 35 or whatever. And then, uh, but then they marry the first person that they Mm -hmm. are actually in a relationship with. I mean,
1: one one of the things we don't know is we don't know who the surveying people were. Mm -hmm. So we don't have the context behind their courtship. What we do know is, is some of that we, we, there are people that, um, Don't have a lengthy history of dating they fall head over heels as soon as they meet somebody and then they get married rather quickly Mm -hmm. and those are people that you know they're either close to or are virgins when they get married Mm -hmm. or one of them is they just don't have a lot of dating experience or experience with the opposite sex at all um so when they finally meet someone who's talking to them and communicating with them and feel their connection they're they're, that's what they're like this is the one and it's like well yeah, it's the only one. Yeah. It's uh-huh. you don't have anything to compare them to. So you get those people that that can rush into it be just based on lack of experience and, and blind pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. But then there is that other group of people that we're seeing today who whore around for ten to fifteen years after coming into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And then, especially women, hit a point in their thirties where they're like, "I've got to sell down." So they marry what they think is the best catch they can get, and it's not. Mm-hmm. But they're damaged goods by that point, so they're getting a subpar partner because they are a subpar person. They're not. You're not. You're, you're used goods by the time you're thirty-five, and you've you've boned fifty to hundred dudes and went clubbing for the last fifteen years every weekend, and you know you're 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 just used goods at that point. So. High, high caliber men and high value men, you're not even on their radar. Mm-hmm. So you're you're settling for a lower force to because of your own actions and, and waiting because your prime years are over at that point mm-hmm. at that age. You, you've missed your window of being a prime catch in most men's eyes. And so you you're going against this biological clock that's ticking that you may not even recognize at the point in time. you just see, well, my friends are married, my friends have kids. I don't have anybody to go to the club with anymore. I don't, you know, I, I, I need to settle down. At what point am I going to settle down? And, and and we're seeing more and more women now um, that are older, that are like my age, mm-hmm. that are 40 to 50, that are like, I am desperate to find a husband. I mean, pleading. Like, I, I need a partner. I realize... I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. Um, so we're seeing a lot more women who make years and years and years of mistakes and abuse their, their vag and everything all this way. <laughs> and now they're like, okay, I'm ready to settle down. So that's what we're seeing as well with this group is they hit their mid-30s. Like, okay, I got to settle down. Party days are over. I, ha- I want a husband. I want a family. And since they are used goods, like I said, they're not getting a good partner Mm -hmm. that's out there. The good partners are all taken or uninterested in that type of person. And so they end up with, you know, a loser, an unemployed person, a a guy that's not a leader, a guy that's not a catch, a guy that's that's not as attractive, a guy that's not desired by other women, a guy that's not high, uh, you know, monetarily on the payroll. um, Mm -hmm. And then they find themselves unhappy and get divorced. And so when they say we should have waited longer to get married, I think there's some sense of. Probably shouldn't have married at all.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I and think so, so, too. so you
1: have it. You have the people that rush into it, and then the people that miss the window, and then they rush into it later in life, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, "I rushed into this." Yeah, and I know. it's like you—you you probably still got the best you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to true. make it work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. Yeah. Uh, number four is they, they feel that they should have sought out professional counseling or therapy.
1: Yep. <clears throat> too little, too late. Uh huh. You know, they, they, a lot of it. And it's funny cause we, we were just talking about this, how, you know, with our message and, and the things that we've said in the past of, you know, your, your own happiness is worth starting over or leaving and, and, probably our own faults with that we probably haven't given a good enough context behind that sometimes and Mm -hmm. someone could hear that and be like well i'm unhappy and seth and crystal said i can leave because i'm unhappy Mm -hmm. you still have to have an idea of what happiness for you looks like Mm -hmm. and is the happiness you're looking for a sustainable long-term happiness because you know if you're if you're in a sexual slump with your partner and you think that happiness is going out and getting laid by random strangers all the time that's not a reason to leave to pursue that kind of happiness mm-hmm. um, why are you unhappy and that's what you really kind of have to look at but I, I think that what happens with with these couples are you know I, I said that about my ex was you know she refused to go to counseling mm-hmm. and sometimes you get that with a partner that's like I don't I don't want to go to counseling I don't need a counselor because you when someone doesn't want to go to account the only way a counselor works is when you both are on the same page that you want to salvage the relationship mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you don't if you're if you or your partner's like i don't want to be married to you there's nothing that this counselor is going to magically say to me that's going to make me want to stay in love with you in this way um, and so a lot of times when the counselor is brought up it's too little too late now, if you can see some of these writings on the wall initially, counseling may help because you both may not have hit a point where one of you or both of you have started to give up on the relationship. So I think that, you know, it's like anything that need, needs maintenance. Once you start, you don't wait till the warning light goes off that your, your engine light goes off on your car that you need to change your oil. You need to know what the mileage looks like. You need to look at the little jiffy lube sticker in your window. You need to monitor that stuff and be like, okay, I need to go get the oil changed. Yeah. Don't wait till stuff breaks and be like, well, now I'm taking it to the mechanic because it's not salvageable at that point. <laughs> um, and that's how your relationship is. at the first sign that we may need a little tweak. Let's not wait until we hate each other's guts and we aren't sleeping together anymore for six months. No, no. Let's Let's put a stop to this. And sometimes it still doesn't help. That, that's what I did with my ex. I, you know, I've talked about it here before. We, I got her to go to a counseling session one time, and it ended horribly. Um, so we were like, okay, well, we're never doing that again. Um, and a lot of times, the person that suggests the counseling suggests it from a place that my partner needs to be put in their place mm-hmm. and they aren't listening to me. So I want a counselor to tell them to straighten them to, that will straighten them out for me. Mm-hmm. And that's usually if you're going into it from that dr- angle, it's not going to end good. No,
0: yeah, You know, that sucks. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, like, you know, in my previous relationship, it was, it was, you know, um, I don't, I don't think that, I never wanted to do counseling or anything. I mean, we weren't married, mm-hmm. um, and that and and how bad would that be to even start out your marriage or before well, that, marriage? That's
1: a good. That's a good indicator. Uh huh. If you aren't married and you're in counseling,
0: that is And you bad still sign. get married.
1: You're a. You deserve every bit of misery you're gonna have in that <laughs> that's relationship. That's
0: a red flag. Get like, the fuck on. out. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you stay?
1: And that's probably those couples that were dated for 15 years before they got married.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. been
1: together a long time. We're practically married. I know. Yeah. We can go to counseling because it's like we're married. Uh-huh. That's what they say. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No dumbass. I
0: know. I know. And then those
1: people will be like, yeah, we've only been married five, but we've been together 30. Yeah. Like, that's supposed to make give validity to it. Like, okay. I know. Well, somebody was li- uh, a dragging their feet for the yeah, last two decades
0: time. and you just wonder why why yeah. were why did you i mean because it, it was the same thing like with with my ex like i was like okay you know like what's going on here where are we going <coughs> with this relationship and thank god we didn't get married and even though he did ask me to marry him i'm glad that it did not go through um but like I th- I think that, I don't know, I know that there are happy couples that, that, you know, wait or whatever and, and do that, but I just feel like there's some reason why one person doesn't want to commit, and mm-hmm. what is that?
1: Sometimes yeah. it's just laziness.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And yeah. sometimes
1: it's, you want to keep your op- options open as long as possible.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. Which is a
1: horribly noncommittal sign. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But it was, but like for me, it was like, like the too little too late thing where, you know, I wanted him to change. And then by the time he was trying to change, it was just too late. So mm-hmm. nothing's going to help that if it is too late.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Even the counseling. Yeah. And so I would have to disagree with these people that think that counseling would have helped. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But uh, so number three is they should have waited to start a family. Forty four percent said this. Forty four people. Forty four percent of people cited that
1: they they had a family too soon.
0: Yeah, they shouldn't. They should have waited to have a family.
1: And this is another I would really like to know who said this. Mm-hmm. Was it the men or was it the women mm-hmm. who whose whose decision was? Was it a decision at all, or did you have an accident? Mm-hmm. Were you pregnant before you got married? or did you have a kid before you got married? Mm-hmm. You know how how long should you wait? Because a lot of times you hear people say, "Well, we need to wait until we're financially stable to have a kid. Mm-hmm. I get that. Most people aren't ever going to be financially stable enough to have a kid, and they still have it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the real idiots aren't financially stable and have a second one. <laughs> so I I mean I I don't know necessarily what the perfect window is to have a child I do think that those that get pregnant during their honeymoon phase is detrimental to their relationship
0: yeah I think that like you need to you need to be able to enjoy just each other Mm -hmm. just the two of you and and not have to you know worry about all that stuff I know that I know couples, most couples do want to eventually have kids, but I do think that it is so <clears throat> important to have, you know, I don't, I, me personally, I would be like, have a couple of years at least mm-hmm. um, with just the two of you yeah. and enjoy each other, go travel together, do mm-hmm. everything that you can together, just the two of you before you have these kids, because... You're probably not gonna be able to have that. Mu- well, you're not gonna have that much freedom.
1: Yeah, or you're gonna ruin everybody else's good time by bringing your stupid kids on your vacations. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. fuckers. <laughs> Hate that. I know. What fuck are you bringing kids to Vegas for. Yeah. yeah. Why am I? When we were on a flight the other day, and I could not believe the amount of kids on that flight. Yeah, you know, right. and it's parents like, oh yeah, it's our five year anniversary. We're bringing our three kids to Costa Rica. <laughs> That's not your. In- what are you doing? I know. You know, yeah. and and so so you end up just impeding everybody else's good time because you're trying to pretend like you have a a jet set fun marriage when you're just a traveling roadshow babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Leave those yeah, fucking kids at home.
0: I know. Didn't I? Didn't I say that like uh, the other day? Something where, um, I think it was a meme that said like moms. On vacation or whatever like they don't really they're they're not they're just babysitting in In a different location location yeah i think that's that's very very true i know that i'm kind of like okay like kind of get over it you know kind of kind of roll your eyes at it because Mm -hmm. it's like you made made the decision to have kids so that is your responsibility yeah and if you if you wanted to enjoy yourself and not be the babysitter on your vacation, then don't take your kids with you. Leave them at home with somebody else. Yep. Like that, that fixes it. Like, so don't feel sorry for yourself just because mm-hmm. you have to take care of your children on vacation. Yeah. I, think yeah, I mean, it's,
1: uh, we, we do with this every year with the Jericho cruise. Mm-hmm. Everybody like is there, is, can I remember? and there's nothing for kids to do. Yeah. There's no kids activities. I mean people are partying. There's no all day. yeah. And it's a drunk fest, rock and roll, wrestling, rager at sea. Yeah. Not for kids. Uh-huh. Do not bring your they have to at least be close to driving age to enjoy it. Yeah,
0: oh for sure. Yeah. Cuz then I mean, they
1: get the wrestlers, they get I mean it's not like the kid friendly like it's not like a freaking you know john cena that all the kids just love oh no you know so uh, it's not like that know. yeah uh, so it's not it's not for kids no but every year every year it's all these people like well oh, we love wrestling we gotta go okay we're gonna bring our our bastard children with us mm-hmm. and we we've had friends that didn't bring them when they were young mm-hmm. but now but since we've been doing it for years yeah now they're now bringing they bring their teenagers yeah and uh-huh. that's fine I think that would be cool like, yeah
0: because i think about when i was a teenager and like me and my sister going to all of these concerts and stuff mm-hmm. and like, the, how freaking awesome would that be to yeah. be, you know, well, and, and that as age? A,
1: you can let a teenager run around on a ship. They're yeah. not, aside from falling overboard, nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak a few drinks, have uh-uh. some fun. I know. Nothing. They're not going to get in that much trouble. Uh-uh. They're going to eat and run around and be goofy, but... Little kids just ruin it for their parents. The, the yeah. parents aren't, you're not able to go down to Magnums at 2 in the morning and catch the show. You're not yeah. allowed to hang out at the casino at 3 in the morning and dance with all the wrestlers. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're, you're missing all the fun stuff because you're babysitting at sea.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I but know. this is all, res- not each of these, but but this is this type of behavior you see when people don't wait to have a family. Yes. It, like you said, enjoy each other. Travel. Save money, spend money, Mm -hmm. have fun, get to know each other. The deeper connection that you build with one another prior to bringing a third person into the mix, the higher chance you're going to have of surviving that marriage killer of a child that you decide to birth later on. (laughs) Um, Because you're able to to really have some deep roots as a couple. Oh, yeah. My ex and I got pregnant right out the gate. Uh Uh-huh. And... We never got to do anything together aside from her pregnancy. Uh-huh. We had nine months of just us. and very quickly, I mean, when she's pregnant with the child, the child still becomes the priority before it's born. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. aren't going out, we weren't taking vacations. we weren't going out. she wasn't even of drinking age. We were so young, so it's not like we could have even went and, you know done that Party. And if you're getting yeah. married early, Married that early, where you don't even really get to be an adult together, mm-hmm. you know, I know spoiler alert ain't gonna
2: last
0: <laughs> you know? I, don't, well, I mean yeah yeah yes and no i mean i I know couples that are still married, and you know it's like are they are they happy though? <laughs>
1: But they're carving out time together without the kids. Yeah. Yes. 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 I mean I even look at look at, at your parents. Uh-huh. You know, they got pregnant with you when they were in high school. Yeah. But they had a village of family members oh, around them yeah. that allowed them to go on vacations, to take trips, to go do stuff together. Uh-huh. Um
0: Yeah, they and they my parents they went on like vacation uh together. They did I mean, they took us on vacations, but then like as we got older too, like they went to San Diego together, just the two of them. They went to Vegas together, just, mm-hmm. to, or, well, the two of them maybe with some friends or whatever. Right. And so, like. But they had
1: adult time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, I mean, they did have babysitters, and that's okay to A- have babysitters.
1: Adult time with kids is not adult time
0: no no and that
1: that's the thing like and people will be like look we're we're trying to make it work we want to get our alone time and we have to well you're not getting alone time
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're packing kids up to costa rica you're the sex ain't happening oh no, no
0: no way you know, no way. the fun
1: i mean doing it in the shower doing it when you get up i mean the stuff that you know good couples are experiencing on trips you aren't having
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's literally just a headache and a, a hassle and you know, all this stuff. Unless you're going somewhere where there's something occupying the kids completely away from you. But even then, you're kind of on a countdown timer of, okay, we can turn mommy and daddy switch off for an hour.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we got to flip know. it back on. You you need to be able to completely separate from that. Yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, But this happens whenever you, you have a family too early. It's mm-hmm. not, I don't think anybody's ever ready to have a family. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can be as prepared as possible. And you can be... You know, going into it not completely ignorant and blind, but when you have almost half of people that are like, well, we didn't make it because we rushed into having a family. Mm -hmm. You have to listen to that. That's not an accident. Mm -mm. That's, I mean, we've said it on to the three biggest things people fight about are kids, sex, and money. Yep. And the root of all three of those is kids. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are the biggest contributor to all three of those biggest fights. Obviously Mm -hmm. them, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have as much money when you have kids Mm -hmm. and you ain't going to have as much sex when you have kids. Yep. And so you need to be as prepared as possible to deal with that challenge,
0: mm-hmm. challenges. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, so another thing that goes hand in hand with with the kids or um, not waiting long enough to, to have kids uh, is that 43% of, of people cited that their parenting styles were different too. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that like, is super important with with uh having that time alone to to make sure that you guys are on the same page with all of this, and that just tells me that you probably you probably got married uh quickly mm-hmm. <laughs> and had kids just right <clears throat> out the gate yeah without discussing anything
1: mm-hmm. I mean basic stuff do you spank
0: uh-huh
1: Do you ground? Do you Mm -hmm. put your child in a corner? How how are you going to discipline them? Mm -hmm. How are you going to reward them? I mean, if you've got one parent that every time they take their kid to Walmart or Dollar General or wherever, and they're buying them shit, and the other one's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Or is one of you a spoiler? Is one of you a nurturer? Is one of you a disciplinarian? And how do you marry those together? Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously being on the same page with Everything is very important, but it's especially important when it comes to kids. Mm-hmm. You have to know what each other's parenting style is going to be, or at least the desired outcome. Mm-hmm. Most people's parenting styles are based off of stupid shit. That's like, well, my parents did this to me, and I'm not doing that to my kid. Oh, I know. I mean, and that's why we see what we see now. That that's why we see, you know, so many kids that are not athletic at all playing sports and being coached by unathletic coaches mm-hmm. because of this desire to recreate something for their children that was ruined for them as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um and you're just screwing everybody over when you do that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, knowing what you want to do, knowing what you're going to allow them to. I mean, if you've got a guy that's like, Well, I want my kid to play football and the the mom is like, No, he ain't playing football. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. We're not allowing him to play football. That's a problem. Yeah, it's going to be a huge issue. Mm-hmm. You know, how many sports can the kid play? What kind of school do you want to in? Private, Christian, public,
2: mm-hmm.
1: at home. I yeah. mean, there, there's so many things that you. I don't get couples that don't talk, and it's just going to get worse from here with I know. these. Yeah, but this is the first one. How are you not having that conversation?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how,
1: and, and and it is directly related to what you said. That, well, you had a kid too soon. You didn't have a chance to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll figure it out.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. The
1: Lord will provide.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: in God's <laughs> hands now.
0: I know. Yeah. I know. And it, God's
1: like, I'm not driving this car. Why'd you take your hands off the steering wheel, yeah. you idiot? Now you're come just going to crash.
0: Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I've been <laughs> showing you all this stuff. Like, come on. <laughs> Get it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, It's very, that is just, that is a huge thing. And it causes huge conflict with with these couples Mm -hmm. and if you would just talk about it (laughs) yeah um it probably would it would resolve itself Mm -hmm. um number two 56 percent cited that they didn't have good a good understanding of their partner's values and morals
1: yep i think it's obviously not directly connected to the kids, but it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there, there's big ones. You know, we, we've we talked about politics and marriage and mm-hmm. and where you see yourself and, and can you truly cohabitate with someone who has the complete 180 political view as you do. <coughs> and I think it depends on how extreme they are on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. If you have a partner that's a little left of center and a partner that's a little right of center, No issues. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But if you have a partner that's a little right of center and the other partner that's complete left wing nut, problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same way, if someone's a little left of center and a partner that's a complete right wing nut, it's a Mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. So you both either have to be right wing nuts or left wing nuts or as close to center as possible when it comes to that spectrum. Um, Because opposites don't attract. We've already talked about that. Mm -hmm. Opposites do not attract. And this, this yin to yang mentality does not pan out in the long term because there's not enough commonality there. Um, but when it comes to morals and values, I mean, there's things that you guys have to understand and be on the same page about. It is things like religion. It is things like you know, it's simple stuff like if you go through the Walmart checkout stand and on your way to the car, you realize, oh, my gosh, I have a case of water I didn't pay for. Mm-hmm. Is one of you going to be like, well, I've got to go in and pay? Or is the other one like, well, it's their fault. We're throwing it in the car. Mm-hmm. Because one of you is going to judge the other one very harshly from their response. Yeah. And be like, well, you're just going to steal the water? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that? What else are you gonna lie about? Uh, yeah, how, how dishonest are you? I know. Um, and and so when you see people that that are dishonest about simple things, that people are like, well, those don't really matter. They are dishonest about things that do matter too. Mm-hmm. Dishonesty is not exclusive to shit that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's a disease that applies to multiple aspects. They just may not get caught in those other aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, values as far as those type of things of integrity of of even the 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 value of, of how you you perceive each other, of how you're gonna treat each other. How do you how do you resolve conflict? Is one of you a screaming at the top of your lungs, name calling psychotic bitch? Is the other one a clammed up, doesn't communicate, lockjaw type of person? Um, you know, these are things that you guys need to know. You need to know how each other is going to react to these things. You need to know, you know, is is do you have a partner that, that says they're sorry when things happen? Do you have a partner that will not admit that they are wrong in any way, shape, or form? Mm-hmm. Um, so these are all things that can be huge conflicts down the road in marriage because they all affect your communication ability.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, you know, I, I was thinking like, with uh with some of these like that because i know that there are people that don't believe in living together before marriage Mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of these if you do live together before marriage this should be these all of these stuff all of this stuff should just kind of come out Mm -hmm. you know and you i don't know because i I believe that you should live together Mm -hmm. before you get married i think that you need to know what really goes on with your partner Mm -hmm. like on a day-to-day basis and and i think that your moral and your your values and all of that your morals and values will just automatically show its face
1: yeah it will but. And you have to decide when you see it if it's in line with you or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, and there's there's there the courtship is it's an extensive fact finding piece. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it needs to happen for two to three years. Sometimes it can happen fairly quickly, but you have to decide what's important to you. I mean, there's you know we've talked about porn on here before. How what's your partner's view on that? If you are if you are staunchly anti-porn and think it's relationship ending and think it's a problem and that, that people shouldn't look at it people shouldn't enjoy it people shouldn't utilize it in any way shape or form and your partner watches porn it's a problem
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: gonna be a problem mm-hmm. so what's the compromise is there a compromise and that that's what a lot of this is 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 what can you truly accept and live with in your partner and what are you pretending is okay for now mm-hmm. um but it, when I see people say stuff like that, I just didn't have an understanding of what their values and morals were. I, I'm just thinking, uh, what do you guys talk about? This entire time you guys dated and were engaged, I mean, did anything come up when you got engaged? At least, like, well, are we getting married at the church, the courthouse? Is yeah. it Catholic? Is it Jewish? Is it, you know, what, what what's going on? It, was there zero conversations about values or morals in any way, shape, or form? Mm-hmm. I mean, even when you see other things play out, oh, yeah, my buddy Tony went to Vegas and you know snorted coke off a stripper's ass and banged a prostitute and now his wife's all freaking out but I was like yo bro it's Vegas man and <laughs> you, to be what, what's what's not why is it not revealing itself yeah how little are you communicating with other where it hasn't shown up
0: yeah I know yeah I, exactly I know because like well like we've said before like we talk about everything Mm -hmm. we talk about everything and we always have talked about everything and so like i just can't imagine how disconnected people really are with their partner Mm -hmm. and that they they don't like if they do people just have you know guy best friends and girls girl best friends and then that's who they talk to and they don't talk to their partner about anything that happens in their life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if you want to marry somebody, you should be able to talk to them about everything. Right. It's, it's weird.
1: You know, I I wonder if there's like a, uh, a list of movies that you could use, like almost like a litmus test with each other to see where you fall. Like, with your partner sit down and watch gone girl mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and see how you both react to it. Who Who's, who's right. Who's wrong. Are you like, Oh, I, I mean, it's like play Misty for me, you know, and a girl's like, Oh, she was just so in love with him. You know, she's a stalker, psychotic bitch. So you can't, if your girl sides with her, you got a psycho on your hand. Yeah. So, so there's got to be like a list of that stuff that, 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 will help those things reveal itself that's i mean i saw recently like people were like you know somebody was like you need to make your boyfriend watch the barbie movie and if he doesn't absolutely love it you need to dump him oh
0: i know and so yeah i
1: don't agree with that sentiment but Uh there's there's got to be but once again if you side if those are your perspectives and your views and whatever Everybody keeps saying that they love the message and nobody's told me what the message was Mm -hmm. that they loved about Barbie. But if for some reason, if you're attached to that and that represents your values and your train of thought and your partner's like, what the fuck was this man bashing shit show of an awful movie? Mm -hmm. You guys aren't going to get along.
0: Yeah, you're not on the same page. So I
1: agree with Uh maybe using that as just a barometer of are we in line? I
0: think and and to have a conversation yeah. about it. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be an argument about who's right and who's wrong. Exactly. Yeah. They just have a conversation about it and and you know, explain
1: your position. Yeah,
0: why you feel that way. And so um yeah, I think that that I think that is pretty good though. But um and and couples do need to watch stuff like that too to provoke conversation, yeah. you know, like Talk about what's going on. Like these mm-hmm. things, they, it, 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 it may sound kind of weird or whatever, but it's, I think that having those.
1: Well, and we still do that now. We we will watch a movie we'll, I'll, we'll pause it. Did you catch that? Uh-huh. What do you think about that? And yeah. it's not, it's not to be like, I need to make sure you're on my side. Uh huh. It's not that way. It literally is just, did we hear the same thing here uh-huh. or do we hear the same message and and we don't always agree. Sometimes you're like, well, I, I think it meant this. And I'm like, well, I think it meant that. Mm-hmm. But we at least are able to say, well, I see why you think it meant that. And I see why you think it meant this. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean somebody's right or somebody's wrong. It's just it shows how your perspective of things is different. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that type of exercise would do. Yeah. Is it's not about you're right or you're wrong. or And you can't go in it. And that, that was my problem with how people were using the Barbie movie of they were saying if they don't like this, if they aren't saying this is the best movie of 2023, then they're a misogynistic, sexist piece of shit and you need to dump him. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's the way dumb. to do it. That's so dumb. It's yeah. literally just watch it with, with no bias. No, and, and luckily, we saw the movie before we heard anything about it.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: No, nobody had to tell us to develop an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. We immediately talked about it when it was over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah. But that's how you want it. You want to kind of be able to view things in a vacuum mm-hmm. and that's true. have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And, and be, because once somebody tells you, well, how you view this, this is the right way and how you view it, this is the wrong way. You're going in it with that preconceived notion. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you want to do everything to alleviate that where you don't have a preconceived notion where it literally is just an open minded entertainment value purpose. And then let the opinion develop itself mm-hmm. from your own perspective. And then you talk about your perspectives on it.
0: Yeah. I know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's
1: why I'm trying to think like, I was trying to think like, maybe we could do an episode on that. Like I know. Here's here's movies that couples need to watch together to to gauge your, your perspectives and your morals and your values and, you know, whatever it is to see where you guys may fall.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. Maybe we need to come up with that. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. we need to write that down.
1: Cuz the, the I I think it could be a it could be a fun exercise for 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 people to watch yeah. and and figure out like you know cuz it's got to be almost kind of a uh a, a divisive I don't know type of question to ask.
0: Mhm.
1: Or yeah. overall principle behind it, you know. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like like would you If your partner killed somebody, would you turn him in to the police or not? (laughs) You know?
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, the last one, number one, is 63% of people cited that they needed a better commitment. Oh, a better understanding of what the commitment of marriage actually meant. That's so weird to me.
1: It's so dumb. (laughs) I I don't know how else to describe this. That over half of these people, 63% out of the thousand people that they interviewed, 630 of them said, I didn't understand the commitment that marriage meant.
0: Yeah. Are you
1: stupid? (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh.
1: What do you think it meant? Yeah. But I will say, I do see people. Especially, I don't know if I'd say as of late. Yes, Blade, that's the camera. (laughs) He's bumping around into stuff. But I do see people as of late who I think get married just going back to what we said initially. Because you're getting older and you think you need to get married.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh
1: And it's almost like, well, I guess the next step is this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But
1: but for someone to be like, Well you know, I well I I didn't I didn't know that I was supposed to be in a committed marriage. I didn't know that I couldn't cheat. I didn't know that I couldn't do this. Well nobody explained to me what the rules were. I mean, are you how stupid are you? Yeah. I mean that's the analogy I use is like you, try that with anything else. Well well I, I appreciate you hiring me here, but I, I've gotta work five days a week. <laughs> I've yeah. got it. I've got to be at work by eight o'clock. What do you mean? I got to stay till five? Yeah. this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> I know. And oh now you're God. gonna fire me? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> and that's how it feels. It's like you you are literally half retarded if you are th- if you're saying that. Yeah. That, oh my gosh. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I got married, but I didn't realize it was a commitment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What do you think it is? But this is
1: people who care more about a wedding than a marriage.
0: Oh my gosh, I know. This
1: is people who want an expensive dress, want a bachelor party, want a bachelorette party, want an engagement party, want, you know, all the frills and the tension that comes along with getting married, but have, or that comes along with having a wedding, but don't understand nor recognize or even want to deal with what it actually means to be married. Mm Mm-hmm. That's you you're, tr- you treat your wedding like it's a sweet sixteen party. I know because you're a wannabe spoiled little bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think that, it, it, and I think that you're more so like focusing on the women with that. And I do think that dudes, like, I wonder, like, okay, dude, like, what the hell? Because I think that with this one, I think that like is, this is where kind of infidelity could, mm-hmm. you know, play a part in and why they didn't know that they had to be committed in their relationship and i think that like like the men like it's like will ferrell in freaking old school Mm -hmm. and he's like you know i I, i'm i came to the conclusion that i'm going to have to have sex with one girl for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) it's like well duh that, that's did what this, this reminds me. Did this not cross your mind? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you idiot. Yeah. Yes, like that's that's exactly <clears throat> what it is. You have you are committed mm-hmm. to this person, and if you don't, if you're not okay with that, why in the hell are you getting married in the first place?
1: Yeah, well, and I, I think there's probably a lot of bleed over to the previous one with the morals and the values as well, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of it may be. You both have a different definition of what a committed marriage looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's another thing. Once again, talk about it. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Ask the questions. Theoretically, babe, you know, we've been together three or four months after we get married. Um, Then I find out my buddy Tony's getting married and his bachelor party is in Vegas. uh, And we're going to be out in Vegas for three or four days. Are you cool with me going? Mm -hmm. And be honest. How bad do you really want to go? And how bad do you not want him to go? Yeah. So talk about it. You need to find out is this a deal breaker? Mm -hmm. You need to have not necessarily tough conversations, but realistic scenario driven communication Mm -hmm. of what are we going to do when this happens? This is something we didn't use that as an example, but we did talk about very specific things down the road that were like, how are we going to handle this? Mm -hmm. If this, and it can't, the answer can't be, Well, I'm going to tell them what they want to hear, and then we'll deal with it when Mm -hmm. we cross the road. And you see this with people about the kids. Uh When someone's like, well, I don't want kids. The guy's like, I don't want kids. And she's like, well, I always want to be a mom. And he's like, well, I don't. And she's like, well, I'll change his mind. Let's get married anyway. Uh Or vice versa. Uh You see it the other way, too. The girl's like, I don't want to be a mom. And he's like, well, it'd be nice to have a couple of kids, Uh but it's not as important to him at the time to be a dad is that it's important to her at the time to never be a mom. Uh But then the guy sees his siblings having kids. He sees his friends having kids. He sees other people he know growing up and having kids. And he's like, man, I'm missing out on fatherhood. I think I would be a fantastic dad. Mm -hmm. And you are depriving me of something I know I would be really good at. And now I resent you for it.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, you should have known this when you got married. Yeah. You should have known this before you got engaged. And you should have... Understand it, and that was I mean, we brought up here before. That was something that I brought up multiple times mm-hmm. with you because oh, yeah. it wasn't a. I wanted to make sure because you know we were much younger. You were, you know, you were in your 20, late yeah, twenties. I was in my mid thirties, and I knew I was done. I was not. I mean, I had a vasectomy. I couldn't have kids, and he wasn't
0: going to be like snap, snap, snap. Yeah, wasn't reversing it,
1: <laughs> and so it, it was not an option. And I, I brought it up initially and I just wanted to make sure, well, is she, is she saying she's cool with it because she's cool with it or is she saying she's cool with it because she doesn't want to break up? Mm-hmm. And it has to be because you're cool with it. Mm-hmm. not. And, and I didn't want it to be, a, well, our relationship is has to be worth more than the desire for you to have a kid. It can't be a win-lose situation. It literally has to be on the same page. And so someone shouldn't have to feel like they're sacrificing something. It has to be a true, and it wasn't that I had to convince you to not want to have kids because being with me is worth it. <laughs> no. It had to be your your true perspective before even knowing me had to be I don't want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Well, great. I don't want to make you a mom. We jive. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about it multiple times because I just wanted to make sure that, oh, hey, you know, you're going to hear a lot of shit. You're only in your 20s now. Your friends are still going to start be having kids. You're going to deal with your know, people are going to be like, you need don't you want a child while your bio before your biological mm-hmm. clock goes off and and all this. I just want to make sure that you know when you're you know pushing your mid 30s into your 40s or whatever that you're not regretting this thing that you feel you've missed out on. And if you are, that's fine. We just need to know now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are things that you know you're an adult. Have the conversation. Have the the question. So I I think that those things tie into I didn't realize what the commitment really meant mm-hmm. it's not necessarily I, I do believe infidelity plays a big part in mm-hmm. there yeah which I'm just like you're you are literally the dumbest person on the planet yeah. if you get married and like what do you mean I can't sleep with other people <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that that was part of this yeah I mean you you are so dumb mm-hmm. I Uh, You're not allowed to be ignorant with that. There Uh are things where I'm like, okay, you're still ignorant. You should have asked this, but I'm like, okay, you're just, you're, you're, it didn't come up. You didn't think about it. You were young. You didn't have the foresight to talk about stuff that's going to happen 20 years down the road. And now it's, it's, it's haunting you.
0: Uh I think, I think even of like guys that, that have lots of guy friends and, and girls I have girlfriends too, but like the, they didn't realize that they're now going to have to do stuff with their wife and more stuff with their wife than with their guy friends yeah. that they can't just be one of the dudes anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and just chill with the guys that you uh, have responsibility at home. You have a wife now.
1: Unless the relationship is not a priority. hmm. Yeah. And that's what you see. People that do that, the relationship isn't the priority. Mm-mm. Guide time's the priority. Friends are the priority. Your own separate lives are the priority over the relationship. And it's it's completely apparent. And, and people will push back on this, especially that's doing those things, and be like, no, our relationship is... Pri-. Well, no, it's not. Actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. When you're going off, you know doing whatever every weekend with the fellas mm-hmm. and you're not doing stuff with your wife, you are showing what the priority is. Mm-hmm. You would rather go hang out with the guys and play whatever sport it is you guys are doing or whatever hobby you guys have. And the wife that's constantly going out Friday nights or Saturday nights with, with girlfriends or her friends or doing her own life. <clears throat> that's either a result of him prioritizing his friends over the relationship or the result of both of them just choosing to lead separate lives. Mm-hmm. And you, I will buy the pushback that we chose to lead separate lives. That's fine, mm-hmm. but you can't say that and then in the same sit and say, "But our marriage is the priority." Yeah, no, because it's not, not. It's not. You just have to at least admit, while well, our marriage isn't the priority, us doing our own shits are priority. But at least we get to tell people we're married.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That yeah, so it's like weird to okay, me. like what's the point of being married if you don't want to spend time with your, yeah. with your partner, with your husband, your wife? You mm-hmm. know, like. That's dumb. That's so dumb to me. Yeah.
1: And then there'll be 10 years down the road Well, we just grew apart when you were never close to begin with.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: You know? Yeah. And, and the funny thing is like you'll see people that tend to spend more time together when they're dating and then they get married and you see them separate. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck happened? You guys dated for a year and you guys were doing everything together mm-hmm. and now you're married and you have completely separate lives. Mm-hmm. Why did you even get married? Yeah. It should be the exact opposite. You know, mm-hmm. you should be doing more things together.
0: I know yeah exactly and
1: the same one it's like well space is healthy <sighs> oh God. having your own life is healthy <laughs> okay if okay. that's what makes you happy that's fine but you're not allowed to tell me that your marriage is a priority and you're sure as shit not allowed to tell me you have as good a marriage or better marriage than I do because mm-hmm. you don't no
0: no that's not, not
1: you, you are married that's it mm-hmm. you don't have a marriage mm-hmm. you're just married
0: mm-hmm. yeah idiots idiots yeah I know. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, like with all of these, though, I really think, I, I, well, I wonder, I wonder how what the age group of all of these people were, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that a lot of these seem pretty young. Yeah. Pretty young age.
1: Yeah. I don't buy anybody my age being like, oh, I didn't know marriage was a commitment. Yeah. That's a dumb uh-huh. Gen Z millennial response. Uh-huh. Because yeah. these are the same ones that are like trying to convince companies that they don't have to be on time because they have whatever the disorder is that they can't make it out on time. Oh, my you gosh. Know? Yeah. Excusinitis is what I call it. I don't know what it's really called. There's <laughs> a real name where people are like, I'm 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 time impaired.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: You know, so those are the same ones that are like, well, I'm I'm commitment impaired. Uh They'll come up with some kind of diagnosis as to why they're a piece of shit. (laughs) And then you're supposed to just accept it (laughs) and then go take a fucking mental health day and do shit. Oh, my gosh. I know. Had fun with that fucking drain on society.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I think that it was it's a I think it's a younger group. It just feels young. These,
1: These seem like immature problems to me.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Inexperience like, and uh-huh. immature,
1: and, and and the result of, and the result of of society telling people don't rush into it, mm-hmm. don't rush into getting married, don't you know, play the field, go out there, enjoy your twenties. Mm-hmm. Go and, and when when those things happened, it wasn't about spend the next fifteen years being the town whore. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know. Spend the
1: next year, the next ten years having multiple kids by multiple women. That's not what any of that meant. Everybody just, you you give them an inch and they took a yard, Mm -hmm. you know? So a lot of the stuff was just taken completely way too far to the point that now people don't know how to find a good partner. People don't know how to commit to a good partner. People don't know how to communicate with a partner. People don't know how to grow a family with their partner. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's, it's a very sad predicament where, you know, our initial message with the podcast was looking at couples our age, close mm-hmm. to our age. Yeah. And looking at really from a perspective of here's the mistakes that I made. Mm-hmm. Here's the mistakes I made in my last relationship and you made in your last relationship. And a cautionary tale for young people don't make the same mistake don't stay in an awful relationship don't and it's not about leaving at the first speed bump you come into that's not what we promote and that's not what we say Mm -mm. Um, it's a track record I've been miserable for 10 years in my marriage I haven't had sex with my wife in six years of my marriage she treats me like shit she's loud she's obnoxious she's mean she's demeaning why am I putting up with this that's where get the fuck out Mm -hmm. get out not Oh, we just got married. It's been eight months, and I realize that I miss hanging out with the fellas. Yeah. I'm getting divorced. No, you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Yeah. And so and that's why we share the story. Like I share the stupid mistakes and stories I did at that age, yeah. going to the strip club, leaving my pregnant ex-wife at my parents' house so I can go run around at strip clubs and, and things like that, being in a complete awful partner and an idiot young guy. You're not even smart enough to recognize you should get divorced at that point in time. Yeah. But people are just like, "Oh, this isn't working." Mm-hmm. They yeah. they don't they, and they, they don't they don't understand the commitment marriage because they don't see it as a commitment. That's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. They're just like, "Well, this is the next thing to do."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I want to, you know, you got to get married at some point. You know, might mm-hmm. as well do it now. Well, you know, we can whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I think that. I think all of this, it was definitely such a good topic Um, and I'm glad that you came across the article Mm -hmm. because everybody needs to know these things and everybody needs to be aware and and it is more cautionary type tales, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, if you see something bad happening in your relationship, you know, just the slightest bit talk about it, mm-hmm. talk about it. And, you know, hopefully you won't be seeking divorce. Right. Because you actually had a conversation with your partner and you built trust with each other and were are able to to talk about everything, anything and everything.
1: Well, and, that, and that's the thing. And I, I, you know, to our own fault, we may not say it enough, but most Most marriage issues that arise are completely overcomable Mm -hmm. and salvageable. There's very few things that we actually believe warrant a divorce. Mm -hmm. The list of that is so much shorter than things that you can work out and you can tweak and you can fix and you can work through. Mm -hmm. But most of it we really lean into when there has been a pattern of behavior that says, I disrespect you. I don't care about your perspective. I don't care about your needs. When this is their behavior over a period of time, it's time to walk away. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, almost everything else you can work through if you're both willing to work through. And that's where we get into the other one. That's why I use the the scenario of the rowboat. Mm -hmm. You both have to be willing to work it out. If you're trying to save it and your partner does not give a flying fuck about it, you're not going to be able to save it on your own. Mm -mm. You need to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's why when we say things like that, people are like, well, they just want you to get divorced. No no, 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 no. That's not it. But you know, how much more writing on the wall do you need?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything else to yeah, add. I think it <clears throat> was great. I think that it uh it's definitely I I loved that it was that it is actual, you know data from mm. the united states like yeah. that's even better. from good sources too uh-huh. yeah and so um, it's not
1: just an independent college study somebody did yeah you know
0: uh-huh. yeah yes I- exactly but um yeah as always thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel um like us on facebook follow us on instagram and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast and we will talk to you talk to you next week you. <laughs>